Associates Newsroom podcast, where we catch up with some of our reporting staff each week to talk about the stories that happened in New York City and give you some detail about the reporting behind those stories. I'm Jean Marie Evely, the managing editor at City Limits, and I am joined today by Daniel Parra. He is our Spanish language editor um, here at City Limits, and he has a story that came out this week that he's going to tell us a little bit more about. Um, welcome, Daniel. Hey, Jean Marie. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> So Daniel, you worked on a story this week about how the COVID-19 pandemic is impacting Latino arts organizations. Um, and it really dug into some of the data about how these groups are faring and particularly how they're faring compared to um, mostly white arts organizations. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you found and how these groups are doing? Yes, what, basically what we found is that um, both nationally at, and at the, at the local level in New York City, uh, Latino artists have been disproportionately impacted by COVID-19. You can see it through graded economic losses, higher unemployment, uh, lower rates of health insurance. Also, Latino artists tend to earn less than uh, white artists. Uh, you can see it before the pandemic and also now during or after the pandemic, we can see it real, real clear. So for example, on average, Latinx artists expected to earn at the national level 36,000 in 2020 prior the pandemic, and they now expect to earn 15000 In comparison, white artists expected to earn $40,000 in 2020, and now they expect to earn $17,000. So that's one of the big disparities that we found, thanks to uh, data that we get from um, American for the Arts. What did you hear from some of the groups that you talked to here in New York City about how they're doing? Um, and, and what does their kind of future look like for those groups and for the communities that they serve? Yes, so the future for small organizations is really uncertain. For large or bigger organizations, we're talking organizations that uh, have a budget around, well, more than a million or $500, uh, $500,000, sorry, um, so the future for small organizations is different. Most of them have seen a uh, cut in their budgets around 50, 15, no, sorry, 50%. And they don't know what to do for 2021. They don't know if they're gonna survive. They don't know what else to do to keep their art going. And you can see that also how the pandemic has impacted these well-established organizations. For example, Ballet Hispanico, uh, which is recently celebrated its 15th anniversary and was selected as part of the four uh, foundation cultural treasures of America. And that organization went from being a 7 million organizations to a 3 million organization. That's more than 50% cut just in one year. So the situation for many arts, art organizations in the city is pretty dire, I would say. Yeah, that's a huge drop. You said 7 million to 3 million? Ugh. Yes. That is pretty bleak. Um, and one thing that um, I, I thought was really interesting in the story, which was another concern that you brought up um, from one of your sources, is the worry about how the pandemic and sort of impact that it's having on the arts generally might have on diversity in the arts sector, um, both here in New York City and across the country. Can you tell us about that worry and what your sources said about that? 
Yeah, for example, one of the sources talk about uh, how in theater, for example, after the pandemic, production companies might start seeing stories about Latinos, immigration, stories about people of color as risky, and they might not be really interested in investing their money after a pandemic in productions that that might not attract the big population, which is white audience to to the theaters. On the other hand, less people of color are being hired at high level leadership positions in, let's say, white, well-renowned uh, organizations. Yeah, so so definitely um, not great news all around there. Um, what does sort of like the immediate future look like for some of these organizations that you spoke to and sort of the sector as a whole? Obviously, um, there's a vaccine potentially on the horizon, but it's not going to be immediate. So, um, you know, any thoughts on what uh, the next few months are going to look like for these groups? Well, most of them are really concerned about the, their future. Um, there's no like big plan for, for them. And at the same time, what this article highlights is that there's not much data about how the pandemic is affecting artists of color nationwide and in your city. But yes, as I said before, there's no big plan. Many foundations are doing their best to try to sustain art organizations and some uh, individual artists, but we'll see what happens. Um, well, thank you so much, Daniel. I really appreciate you um, chatting today about your reporting. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. This is the check-in um, City Limits' weekly newsroom podcast where we catch you up on some of the reporting that we did this week. Um, you can follow up and check out Daniel's story. It's available in both Spanish and English on the website if you head to citylimits.org. Um, and we'll be back next week with another member of our reporting staff to talk about some of the coverage that they're doing. Thanks so much and have a great week. Thank you.